Hey, did you know Darian is getting surgery? Did you know Noah had mouth surgery? Did you know Alec has never broken a bone, so he hasn't had to have surgery? Look, broke people, broke people. Wait, that doesn't work. Well, what does work is your podcast app if you're listening to this. Brought to you by the Casually Spiritual Network, this is the Momentum Pod. Speaking of broke people, I'm not broke no more. I've been doing Dave Ramsey plan. Shout out Dave Ramsey. And You're I am good. now on the verge of selling everything in my house so I can afford a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> Are you really good? Are you really doing Dave Ramsey? I am actually, yes. Was that your idea? Was that counseling idea? Was that like her idea? Uh, No, it's just provided. So I was like, let's just see what this is about. Do you like it so far? Because I've been hearing nah. lately people don't like Dave Ramsey. I feel like we're on the opposite end of Dave Ramsey. I'm not a fan, if I'm being honest. Kind of a fad. But he's kind of funny, though. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. He's kind of funny. He made this joke about uh, like a car, and he called it a Pinto. And then he was like, not the bean, though. And I was like... Huh? Wait, what? Wait, what, other, what does Pinto mean if it's not the bean? Exa- I guess there's a car called a Pinto. I've never heard of a car called a Pinto. And Noah's the car guy. Oh, hey, welcome. This is the Mom Pod, uh, sponsored by CasuallySpiritual.com. And, man, all the way over in Oklahoma, we got Alec <laughs> over here. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> and then over in the other side of Oklahoma, we got uh, Darian. Uh, good morning, Cut and Shoot, Texas. Cut and Shoot. What? How you doing? Um, uh, 96 South Carolina. Good morning, 96. No, I'm not doing this no more. I'm not doing this. Who's next? Who's next? I'm not. Who's next? Uh, next? Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) In the other, in the, oh gosh. In the other side of Oklahoma, we got, we got, uh, Grant. We got Grant on the other side of Oklahoma. Grant. Hey, Clarence. Thanks for the intro. You're welcome. Uh, and on the other side of Oklahoma again, we got Noah. Noah, say what's good, man. What's up? I was in this chat first. So let it be known. Let it be known. Also He's all... in the chat first. Yeah, but we you told people 7.15 to 7.30. You pushed the time back and then showed up when you originally should have been here. So then you made other people late for no reason at all. Yeah, that's not a, make that's any not sense. a thing. I planned everything around it. you. What? Okay. First, you last. Uh, and all the way in Fort Smith, Arkansas, it's your boy, Clarence. Hey, what's good, man? I'm glad to be here today. Uh, it's going to be a great day on the mom pod today. Uh, haven't been here in a minute. Uh, it's going to be a good time though. I think, uh, I'm ready to play. Uh, if coach puts me in, I'm ready to go. I'm limber right now. I'm ready. I'm feeling it. I stretched a little bit. I'm very well hydrated right now. Uh, yeah. So back to you, Alec Stangapai. Thank you, Clarence, for the introductions and on this tonight's presentation of Thursday Night Podcasting. Um, that was really good, Clarence. I, I, is that that's your application for the week that I'm finally gone? That you're going to take over, right? Uh, I think Grant should take over. I agree. You, really? See, it's it's always been for me between Darian or Grant. I lean Grant. Um, just because it will allow Grant to play just a straight man and just be like, all right, let's move on. So that's why I would lean Grant that way, depending on like the vibe of the episode. Mine's either but, Grant or Craig. Craig cannot speak. I think Craig Craig is the best. It, it would never be Craig. Craig. Craig, is, Craig is not real. Okay. Maybe you're not real, man. Hey, that's all right, any real, Let's talk about that. Okay, I heard some of us, some of us are just bots in this world. I heard it. I heard it. None of us are. Noah is definitely an NPC. Yes. What NPC. are you talking about? Hold Noah on, wait, is from, definitely from an NPC. What game? <laughs> I don't know. In bro. life, in life, bro. You're Spider-Man NPC. Two. Spider-Man Two. <laughs> He's a kid that loses his balloon. Yeah, or like <laughs> Tony Hawk American Wasteland. Like not a cool game. Stop the woolly bullies. Whoa, but he's not whoa. like a no, but he's an NPC. So that means you don't even get to choose him. He's just like a pedestrian that you run over. He goes, Oh, what are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. American Wasteland is easily the best Tony Hawk game. Easily. Nobody said it wasn't. 
You just an NPC. But you said it. Oh, I misheard you. Well, point is, there is no laws. point. Why am I an NPC? Why? Because you say stuff that like doesn't make sense in the context of whatever we're talking about sometimes. And you hey. just repeat yourself over things we've been over. How if like a haircut? If you get a haircut, you won't be an NPC no more. He has the generic and, uh, I need, haircut I need number three as well. Stand up, Noah. Yeah, stand up on our visual <laughs> podcast. Are you wearing? Are you wearing a kimono? You're wearing a kimono while we record, and you ask me why you're an NPC. <laughs> it's called a naragi. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. Okay, we're gonna bring it back. Uh, the only other thing we had on today's intro is uh, he hasn't been here in a while, even though it's been about six, seven weeks. Clarence, you're engaged now. Congratulations! Woo! Woo! Thank you. Thank you. How's yeah, that feel? you know, uh, feels good. Uh, first half of the game, I did very well. Uh, I thought I played every move right. Uh, <laughs> shot a couple shots, and I made them, surprisingly. Uh, I think from the free throw, I was about... Mm, I think I made 6 out of 12. So, honestly, my uh, average making points right now is very high. Uh, I am not going to the finals, though. Our team did not make it to the championship. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for what's coming next season. I would almost be concerned that you're not going to the finals in your engagement. That's next season. No, that's that's still pretty concerning. But congratulations, Clarence. We just wanted to shout it out on podcast. So one day he will be on the podcast and he'll be married. So we'll look forward to that. But and one day you will that. be too, Alec. Mm, yeah, the pod. What what last? What's gonna happen first? This podcast ending or me getting married? We'll see. Or Noah getting a haircut. Only another year. Darian having a known. kid. Another oh year. Oh, you can't year? say you grew your hair out without doing it for two years. I just have long hair right now. Since it's two years has happened, I can say, yeah, I grew my hair out. We're moving on. Okay. All right, let's get into our first segment. I just wanted to actually bring up a topic that's been on my mind that I've been seeing a lot. Uh, we are all avid soda drinkers. Clarence might be, like, the bottom of it. He won't, like, buy it himself, but if he goes to somebody's house, he'll drink, like, all of their soda. Like, that's the most of his soda consumption. Uh, something that's out right now is... Okay, hasn't I haven't tried it, and I really need opinions on Dr. Pepper Dark Berry, which I understand. Somebody told me it was actually part of like a Spider-Man thing a few years ago, and they just now brought it back. Did y'all know that? Nope, I didn't. Yes, know I knew it. You did not know this. Okay, well, um, actually, Jurassic World is on the can right now. But that's Dr. Pepper Normal Zero. This is Dark Berry. Oh my gosh, it's on the dark. Oh, you have zero sugar Dark Berry. Is it good? Yeah. Or, I mean, it's fine. It's, like, there's not enough dark berry to make it taste super different than normal Dr. Pepper. It's not like you're getting, like, a cherry or cherry vanilla or, like, a cream soda. It's just, like, very subtle. You think that's partially because you're doing zero, though? Uh, Probably not. I mean, zero, to me, is, like, either as sweet or, if not sweeter, than normal, usually. Because aspartame or Xevier, all those, like, artificial sweeteners are way sweeter than normal sugar. Whoa, I've I, never heard that. I fully Wait, disagree no, that's with why, that. That's why whenever you add like aspartame or sugar to a sweet tea or something, I mean, it's a very, very, very minuscule amount. Whereas like cane sugar, it's half the can. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it so matter of fact. It's open for discussion. Um, <laughs> I just thought there wasn't <laughs> enough <so> berry. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying from a subjective perspective, I don't find it nearly as sweet. Uh, zero... Like, I, I will drink zero soda, and I like it, but it definitely tastes different, and Dr. Pepper Zero in particular just tastes like flat Dr. Pepper to me. So, I will drink diet Dr. Pepper over Dr. Pepper Zero. So. That's disgusting. Hey, yeah, I'm not going to lie, though. Out of all the flat soda that you could just pick up and go for, that Dr. Pepper is probably better than anything else. And even like, if Dr. Pepper is, like, lukewarm... You just pick up a can, better than anything else. No, well, there's wait, actually a reason for that. What? Like, flat Dr. Pepper is the worst. Dr. Pepper was actually, I heard from someone, supposed to be a warm or hot drink before it was a cold soda. So it would make sense that it's drinkable compared to other ones. Yeah, it's, if I'm going to do a room temperature soda, or more than room temp. Why aren't you just finishing your soda? I normally do. No, no, no. Here's the issue is when, and I don't know if any of you, Grant or Darian, if you've experienced this, my wife will drink. She, she gets like three cans out and will finish them in different increments and leave them for like a two day time period. So normally if I just see something sitting there and I know, 
it's been like three hours. I'm just going to go for it. I do. It causes lots of arguments in our that, marriage. That but... has never happened in my life. That is no, so bro, wasteful. I would shut that down. Yeah, let me find Dude. out somebody's not drinking a whole can. Yeah, oh, man. There's so many half-empty cans in my house. Now, granted, she drinks them all. She really yeah, Your will. wife doesn't respect you. You just said she doesn't. <laughs> It she does it just take I'm saying it takes two days. It takes two days. So That's I just disgusting. don't see a point in letting it sit there and not be fizzy after a certain amount of time. Like, do you know how many like times like she, like she will get a monster, drink half of it, and then put it in the fridge and save the rest for tomorrow morning? Why is she drinking a monster? All the time. What? The white one. The the white one. Oh. I don't care what monster it is. <laughs> As opposed to hey, I, the, the, <laughs> Does that make I, the difference? <laughs> Yes, it would. Wait, I don't why know does she be together? Uh, she's monster a has a monster. very, very specific purpose, right? When you drink a monster, there's always a like a very tangible thing that is supposed to happen right after you drink that monster. Why is she just sipping on it? Well, she she sips across it, two days, like, and so like she gets like a third to a half of it gone, and then she goes to go do the activity that she intended to do, forgetting about the rest of it. Or alternatively, she only needs half of it, so she'll save the rest for the next day. You should coffee. Yeah, I feel like you should just drink coffee at that point. It hurts her tummy. But monster, monster does it. I'm just repeating what has been told. I get me. it. <laughs> Soda does not upset my stomach as bad as coffee does sometimes. I get I'll it. Tell your wife she tripping, eh? Don't talk about his wife like that, man. Yeah. No, it's man. Notice how I hold on, hold. Notice how I said it. Grant and Darian chime into this conversation. <laughs> Grant and Darius. Sorry, Alex. You're a collateral damage. Noah, Noah agrees with us. You can see his eyeballs looking up at Abby right by side. Like she's got a, a Nerf gun or something to his head right now. He's like, "Yeah, I get it. I get it too. Uh, yeah, for sure." Abby, when you you listen to this, I love you. <laughs> Just know There's that like I love you. <laughs> five, six people I can count on to always listen to the podcast. Abby being one of them, and I think we're about to lose a viewer or listener because every time. <laughs> Noah gets on this podcast, he's like, man, how am I going to make fun of Abby today? I'm not making fun of her. It's just an antic. I mean, it's just, one of, it's just a thing that happens. Antic. I don't know. An antic. I don't know. What are you like, trying hey. to prove? All right. So real quick, uh, last final poll. What is everyone's favorite soda? So they can get to know us better. Dr. Liberty Brew. Is that really? Still your number Liberty one. Brew. You love it that much. Straight soda. Give me that any day of the week, hundred percent. See, hmm. my thing is, this is how I feel. This is how I feel. I think I talked to Dairy. It's like Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper works well eating with stuff, with like burgers, barbecue, whatever kind of meal you do. Dr. Pepper goes well. Mountain Dew really doesn't go well with anything except Taco Bell. But overall, like I can't say there's any. Like I don't even think I'd like a burger with Mountain Dew. It goes well with hot wings. I don't know. I, I get one at B Dubs, but my personal favorite is. And it's really specific, but a glass bottle Coke or a fountain Coke from McDonald's is, I mean, it's just different than a can, and it's very good. Does it have to be McDonald's? Yeah, because they Oh, wait, no, that's fair. That's fair. It's different. They actually get, because they promote Coke so much, McDonald's does, they promote each other. They actually get uh, metal canisters instead of plastic ones, and that's why it tastes different. It's like a deal that they have with each other, so. I've learned something today. That That was enlightening. You're welcome. Um, my favorite soda is Mountain Dew Code Red, um, but yes, I agree. I like I I, I don't really j- like drinking any soda with food anymore. Um, I drink water with food, and I'll drink soda later as like a treat. Um, the only thing I can think of is like eating, I don't know, like street tacos with like a Coke, like a cold Coke or something random like that. It has to be very specific, but I won't drink any soda with a meal anymore. It ruins the taste of the food. See, I don't even like normal Coke. I think at this point, I feel like it always. I feel like it rots my teeth. It does. Here's the thing: None I don't good for your teeth. I don't do energy drinks at all, though. Clarence, you've been really into uh, the Phase Clan lately. You've been drinking Ghost. Uh, yeah, I've been drinking Ghost before Phase Clan, actually. So, uh, but yeah, Ghost is very good. Uh, it gets me past the third quarter, and it gives me that extra kick what that I need. What is happening? Uh, to finish out the game. What are you even <laughs> on? Um, Clarence. Clarence, would you say that uh, you won the game or that the other team lost? <laughs> uh, I definitely won the game. I definitely won the game. <laughs> I win every game. Even if I lost the game, I would still be winning the game. The team, my team would lose. 
but I would win the game. <laughs> but I'm trying to get my team up to par to let them know, like, hey, even though we lose, we still win it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Okay. What's the difference? Why would you? Why do you drink? Why would you? When would you take a ghost over a Red Bull? Uh, I mean, Red Bull's not good anymore. Wait, I thought you I liked Red, Red Bull. Bull. I love try, Red Bull. That's, try a ghost. Gonna, try a ghost. That's it. Nope, you're switching is once this, you try a ghost. Is this all I just was, been an attempt to get sponsored? Like, is that why this is a conversation topic right now? Can we even <laughs> say these trademarked <laughs> products? Uh. No, Grant, I love Red Bull. Like I used to drink one every single day. But I tell you I tried a ghost and I cannot taste I Red Bull tastes like crap now. Did a teenager get you into ghost? Uh no. Uh Daniel got me into it actually. What does it taste like? Is it like sweet or is it like uh so like, like the flavor kind of like I'm, I'm drinking flavor, I'm like drinking and Red Bull. No, they have like different flavors. So they collabed with like sour patch kids and like sour warheads and like it tastes exactly like that. Like I'm drinking watermelon sour water. But I want to drink that. You want a watermelon sour warhead? No, it's not like that though. It's like really good. It's I'll not give sweet. I want to try. It's not sweet. That sounds good. I'll let you know. See. Yeah. yeah, I like that one, the warhead one, or the. They just came out with a strawberry bubblicious, but I don't like that one. Do um, you do you have to buy these at Spencer's or Hot Topic? Uh, <laughs> uh, they're at Hot Topic, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Hot Topic's no, different though. <laughs> They're at your most uh, vitamin shop is. Hot Topic is just an anime shirt store now. And pop store. And pops. I mean, and they'll, that... they'll only take cash if you pull it out of a, a wallet with a chain on it. <laughs> no, that was the old Hot Topic. This is the new Hot Topic. Yeah, new Hot Topics for anime kids now. Well, all right. We just got into all our different sodas. Um, we learned a lot about Ghost today. So if Ghost wants to sponsor Clarence, um, he is your biggest fan apparently right now. Uh, moving on, uh, there's something that's been coming up, at least in recent news, and I, it, it may cause a little bit of strife, uh, literally, physically, whatever you want to mean, but I want to know if anybody's been keeping up. So boxing, uh, we know that, we talked about it last episode, you know, Darian's into combat sports more than opposed to like, you know, like basketball and football. Uh, that's the right term, right? Combat sports. I've heard him use that term before on me because I said he wasn't a sports guy. He said, no, 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 I like combat sports. I was like, oh. My bad. That's how I knew he was really a fan. But boxing is more popular than ever with more names being bigger. I guess like, or maybe it's just the age we are that like we, you know, the common man knows more boxers. Like, you know, the common person knows different fighters, different things like that. But also just like different influencers and creators, like with the Paul Brothers stints, like people that I know have never watched another fight, bought like, you know, the Logan Paul fights. And so that was something big to them. Which brings me to my topic. If the five of us were to get into something like this somehow, who do you, Noah? Do you think you could you would win in like uh like yeah you would get appropriate rest no matter what? But do you think you would be the best boxer in here? No, that makes sense. Okay, Darian Darian would gap us. I, I don't think any of us are arguing this. Yes, Darian Darian would kind of win. He has size, strength, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Even Noah, the trained guy, says so. Okay, I heard this idea. We all have kids at the same time. And we we don't we don't show these kids to the rest of the world. We isolate this child. Bear with me. This is this is hypothetical. And we we when our kid can understand language, he explain, hey, there are four little kids out there that want to kill you in hand to hand combat. I am gonna train you so when that day comes, you're able to defend yourself. Who do you think could raise the best kid to be able to fight off the other four kids? Like you have, like you are training this kid to be a killer of the others. That's that's gruesome, but like it made me really think. Like, <laughs> who, who could raise? I mean, it might be too specific. Who could raise the better fighter? Whose kid wins in a fight? Fine. Like to the death. Do you think that makes a difference? Yes. Yes. To the death, I win. To the death. Okay. To the death, Clarence. You think you raise a killer? Yes, I will raise a killer. We're just talking hands like no weapons i'm assuming you can teach them jujitsu you can teach them boxing wrestling uh, my boy gonna be like kilowa out there bro how, how do you play how, he'll how take you your play? heart out in three not even three seconds he just like <laughs> does his little assassination little blur thing and you're dead i i would actually probably give that to clarence because he is the only one out of all of us who is actually trained to kill so Clarence trained to kill though that's kind yes. of scary, actually. I, I mean, I would hope so. 
I could see I could see Noah going in to be like, all right, so because I for some reason it's the least hypothetical to Noah. If Noah told us one day I've decided to train my child in the art of fighting. Like, oh, not ironically bring that to us with his NPC power and make his kid into a boss. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like it, it would either A, be Clarence because he's in the military, or two, me, um, just because I grew up in these trenches. You know what I'm saying? So, Boy, it'd be I like know that. that. I, know, I know how it would be. And also, like, to create a disciplined kid, like, you've got to have discipline yourself, right? So, like, who in here got that over me you know what i'm saying let's, let's also even and it genetics out. and genetics and genetics like let's even I'm it a... out hunger game style they're gonna be dropped in an arena the last one standing wins so we also have I'm... to train them in survival skills which puts I'm... noah and grant in the genetic skill also in the teaching whose kid wins ask if if it's survival my kids are going to win momentum hunger it. games who wins momentum hunger games kids that we raised five to I'm sorry for my kid because he's going to be a dweeb and I'm going to teach him <laughs> to hide and throw rocks. But Clarence is also trained in survival, though. Is he, though? He can be trained. Yes. Can he teach? Can he teach? He'd be, Clarence is a ty- will probably be the type of parent to be like, he All just right, taught want- last night. I'm a very Hypothet- good hypothetical situation in the Bible. He, he preached and that's different than teaching. But what do you do? That's what does Clarence do on Sunday mornings? Don't you teach the Bible, Clarence, to the junior high kids? I do teach. I do teach, oh, and I do he, preach. He, he, Listen, I'm just oh saying this dude is literally like a veteran. Like I don't know <laughs> if anybody knows how to kill, survive. Like if he doesn't know how to do those two things, then they need to stop paying him. Hey, that's on my mama too, man. I would just say basic survival skills. That's literally like that's that's my thing. I mean. I I love the outdoors. I literally have been a park ranger. Uh, I'm all about it. I know a lot about living out there and surviving off the land and doing those types of things, how to clean an animal. Do any of you guys know how to clean an animal? Because that's important for survival. If we're talking long term. Really? Yes. I used to hunt. What happened to you, man? <laughs> what do you mean what, what happened to me? I found cooler <laughs> things in life. What happened to that killer instinct? It wasn't a killer instinct. My dad was like, hey, let's go shoot something. And I was like, okay. And then he left me. So thanks. Mm. Mm. So basically, Clarence knows how to be by himself. Uh, I will say this. I will say this. If it's Hunger Games, I am Finnick. I love Finnick. He's dope. That man lost. I wait. I'm just saying. No, he won. He won. We talk. We're talking the first games. He won. He was in the game. He won. I'm not talking the second movie when he they had to make him come back. Okay. Um. Anyways, Finnick. Yeah, I'm Finnick. Um, the rest of y'all, Peter. Except Darren, he's Katniss. But Peter wins. <laughs> no, Peter cries to win. But he wins. No, he Peter survives. To, no, Peter's survives. a baby, bro. Peter, more like baby. All I'm gonna say on on my part is I have no desire to fight for no reason. I have no desire to hurt anyone for no reason. But if anybody comes between me and my family, I've I'm afraid, actually, of, like, what I would do to somebody if somebody hurt somebody that I care about. Like, I actually might kill someone if they killed somebody that I loved, like, in front of me. That's Don't look at me like that, Darian. No, I'm getting to a point. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is, I don't know what I am capable of, but I know there's a ceiling that's very high, and quit looking at me like that, Darian. You look like a thumb. (laughs) There's just this killer instinct that I... I am actually afraid to actually see any part of, and I hope that I never have to. I think that I could instill that same thing in my kid. I would have a very good survival and killer instinct. Yo, Keep Noah's dead have first like... in Hunger Games, for sure. <laughs> oh for God. sure. His kid is also blind. Or actually, Alec. No, Alec Alec, Alec would get like <laughs> 10 people killed because you'd be screaming in the middle of the woods. My kid hides. Well, Alec, <laughs> I would kill you first, just being honest. I'm not, if we I'm walked not there. Out it's together, our children. If we had to run out together and you were beside me, you're gone. I'm killing you. Why so are fast. we in? Why am I in the And then I'm going to eat you. I'm going to carry you over to Grant, and he's going to skin you and clean you up, and we're going to eat you. Why did you make an alliance <laughs> with Grant? Because we got to figure out how to clean you, and then I'm going to kill Grant. So now it's us again. It's <laughs> always us. It went from you're not boxing gonna, You're not going to be alive to have the kids later. I can, I can shoot a gun. I can shoot a bow. I can fish. I can hunt. I don't know how to skin an animal, but I can figure that out. I do know how to get. I know how to get take care of a fish and do all that. Oh, well, you're gonna get urine on your meat. I can build a shelter. 
I know where to get water. I was a Boy Scout for a long time, and I grew up camping. I like Polo Squad, though. You didn't I, camp I like Polo Squad. I don't think I'd want to. I've heard last time, about. Uh, I'm about to say I don't think I want to do that kind of camping. <laughs> you did in high school. I heard Polar Squad. The last Polar Squad outing wasn't that great. That wasn't a Polar that's Squad gonna, outing. That's, 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 it had yeah, half the members. Yeah, it's what's yeah. left of Polar Squad. No, we still got a squad. No, we just deployed oh. a couple of our guys. Oh, that's true. And so let's bring it into our topic of the day. So on today's topic of the day, I'm not actually as forward on this one. I didn't have as much to bring. But y'all brought an actual thing to my attention I kind of wanted y'all to expound on for today's podcast. Grant, could you actually lean me on? It was something that you, Noah, and Darian were having in private conversation. I don't know. I don't really know how you arrived there, but some like just some general church ideas. All of us were just over at Darian's. It was, you know, it almost felt like a high school gathering. We played Budokai. We were having a good time. Then we still played Switch Sports. We sat down and we just kind of kind of got going and me and Sarah just recently uh, transitioned churches and so we were just kind of talking about uh, different aspects of that and how there's a lot going on in the capital C church a lot going on and so that kind of sparked the conversation of okay like what do we look for in a church what what is the driving force behind what you seek like is it worship is it uh, is it preaching style is it the size is it the church structure is it the excellence like what is it and uh, interestingly enough we all had different perspectives and emphasis and i think we did overlap on some uh but others i mean just totally different so did you like quantify it into like different like subcategories i guess yeah well i mean i can i remember what i said more than anything of course because it's my own thoughts but like i was talking like noah said that like yes the speaker is important but like that's not the main reason he goes to a service whereas i like that's important to me because it's not that I don't know scripture and I, I haven't heard a lot of preaching because I have, but if I'm not having something to chew on throughout the week, it's not, that's like the main thing that keeps me coming back, like having something practical, a practical action step to take for a week that is really important to me when it comes to preaching. And Noah and Darian, on the other hand, we're talking about worship and that's like, what's their emphasis. Um, and they could speak more to that than I could. And I know we kind of talked about mega churches before, but let me ask this. The size of a church matter? Do you think a church for you, would you ever be think that's way too big? Or even on the other end, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying a church is too small. Does anybody anybody have any thoughts on that? Like, does, how does size of church affect you? I think it matters for me. Like, I want to go to a healthy church, be it that it is large, that it is small. As long as healthy and it is growing one way or the other, I that's what I want to be a part of. Because if you go to a church that's, I don't know, 30 years old, and it's had 20 members for the last 15 years, like, there's probably a reason why it's not growing, and that's, I mean, that's not always the case, but in my opinion, I think it can just get really clicky at that point, and it's just not very inviting. Um, but, I mean, big churches, you can get lost in the crowd, small churches, like I said, uh, but, you know, there are startup churches, too, um, and those can grow, and you can be a part of building those, so there are benefits to all. As long as it's healthy, I really don't care too much. Startup churches are fun. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. There's some fun stuff about just being in a. Darren, you can speak more to that. When I lived in Kansas City, I went to a church plant that was in KC. It it was fun. I mean, I I had a full day on a Sunday, and for that time in my life, I was so happy to have just people around me because I didn't really have anyone in Kansas City. Yeah, startups are fun. We talked about megachurch and the reason why they get there, and sometimes we just think it's natural, but some churches enjoy being some churches enjoy being small and have no aspirations to get big. I know you tried to say that's like, you know, maybe not their heart, but like is that fair to say that you don't grow because you're not a because you're probably not a good church or you're too clicky of a church? There are exceptions to every blanket statement like that, absolutely. But I think if you're not striving to grow the kingdom of God and you just want to have your same people there, I don't think that's a healthy mindset in any setting, really, in a church setting. Uh, now, I mean, if you live in a town of 300 people, that's different. But if you're living, you know, in a bigger city, I think if you just want to have, like, us four no more, as they say, I just don't think that's a great mindset. Now, I think there's a lot of value in discipleship, uh, just as much as there is evangelism and bringing people into the fold. Now, if you're developing great disciples in your church, I mean, that's well and good, but if those disciples aren't bringing in more people and growing the kingdom, then what's the point? It's kind of like where I'm going with it. I was mentioning the other day, the other night, um, and there were kind of like two conversations that were happening that kind of led into each other, but specifically with this one, 
I was just talking about like if your church's number one priority is not outreach, right? Like I'm not saying that you can't have Sunday service um, because you're like you only do outreach, but like to me at a church, worship like doesn't matter that much to me, like how good the worship leader is. Like, and it really doesn't matter to me, like how good of a speaker he is, because in 2022, you can worship with whoever you want to, and you can listen to whoever you want to preach. Like, that's not the issue. It's just your church should be about finding how are we going to reach more people and how are we going to lead more people to Christ? Like, that should be the number one thing. Your Sunday performance, your Sunday service shouldn't be the focus of the church. Like, I mean, in Nashville, um, one thing I loved about one church, it's the worship was not great like at all. Like Greg is not the best preacher in the world. Um, I can listen to whoever I want. If I want to listen to the best preacher, I'd go listen to Mike Todd or, or whoever. That's not why I was at that church. I was at that church because I knew the vision behind the church and I knew what he's trying to accomplish. That's what I look for in a church. Like I don't necessarily care about how well their staff members perform on a Sunday. I care about what their staff members are doing Monday through Saturday. See, I'm kind of different in that I'm big about like not that I disagree with anything that was just said. I just, if we're talking like what you said earlier for like priorities, I'm all about having space created for corporate like gatherings. Like I love it. I love a big worship set that goes on for like two hours and spontaneous, lots of different songs. Like I love getting to do stuff like that. I really miss getting to do stuff like that because I don't go to a church like that here, but I, that's what I'm all about. Um, I love getting that opportunity. Yeah, well, and it's funny when, be it right, wrong, or indifferent, I just, after about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, and, and there's exceptions to this, but generally, like, I just kind of get prayer ADHD, like, during worship sessions. Like, if there's no word, like, I just get distracted, and sometimes I'm like, okay, I've talked to God, I've I felt like we've had a moment here, but now I'm ready to move forward, and so I prefer structure in a church, whereas, you know, there are, I when we were church searching, we went to one that was a two-hour service, and the first part of it was worship for like an hour and then the message was 20 minutes and then there was more worship and then there was more message and then there was some more worship and it was just kind of like, okay, this, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing good things in this church, but it's just not my, I guess my preferred method of church. Like, yeah, like I don't want to be worried about locking my knees uh, during worship or I might fall out. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you balance praising God and like uh, blood circulation? Um, so <laughs> once the knees start to go numb, it's time to get out of there. You know what I mean? That's when you got to run up and down the aisle, my guy. Get the flag out. The whole, I mean, the whole deal. Hey, you know how my knees are. I don't brother. do that, but. I would need healing immediately. Y'all go ahead and pray the healing prayer. I'm about to run laps. <laughs> I'm about to run laps. Shekinah glory, touch my knees. How, how much influence do you think a head pastor has on your attendance of a church or your thought on a church? I, I, we on there. You, we can say all the heart and stuff like that of the church. What if the church is like doing great things, but the pastor is like meh? And I, 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 think, it's... Say, I think there are pastors that are. Very, I mean. It, it, to be honest, like not every pastor is like a super great preacher, but the church is doing great. Do you do you think that would be an issue? I think, I mean, the pastor is, I mean, what people are going to see on paper as the face. And like, I, even if he's not the best speaker, sometimes he's a good discipler or he's like, he does other good things. And knowing a genuineness from the leader of the church body is, is definitely important, um, even if they're not the best speaker. Well, and also you look at like our group, how we came together, right? Like, Orlando is uh, a youth pastor now, and I don't think Lando he ain't, would say he ain't no he ain't no <laughs> yeah you know what I mean. But he is killing it at McAllister <laughs> because of everything else he brings to the table. Or like even Craig Groeschel, like the biggest church in America. I wouldn't describe Craig Groeschel as like a crazy, insanely good preacher. Like his podcast is good, but as far as him preaching on Sundays, like his messages are fine. He kind of sounds like a meathead, but he's one of the best leaders in the church. Like he's brought a Bible to countries all over the world like great author like i mean i think there's just a lot of qualities that uh you can bring to the table without being a good preacher or a good speaker almost almost on that though grant i i, I wonder at the same time and because you're not the only one like this but maybe speak into like why you can't do a church satellite campus where yeah, the I, message is pre-recorded or live streamed in 
Well, and and that's funny. I mean, we tried Life Church, and and I I love Life Church. I love what they do. I love Craig Rochelle. But like, I it it literally could come down to my personality type, and that I just get distracted. I if there's somebody standing in front of me, I feel like I have to respect, like the not. I mean, I don't have to respect everybody, but like if somebody's taking the time to stand up in front of me and preach, like you have my attention, and it and it's pretty easily had you surely whereas if it's a screen it's like this guy's not even here like i can't like it's it's hard for me to really take in what's being said now if i'm like driving somewhere and i'm listening to something that's that's different but just like sitting in a room with a bunch of people and watching a screen is just i can't do it and and i'm not bashing anybody who can it's just i think having somebody there to read the room so nobody feels uncomfortable clapping at something or laughing uh i think I think it's it's good, and there's an individual pastor there that knows the the needs of the community that they're speaking to. So, it, so it really more came down just like, and I'm I'm not like fighting you. It's like like the focus part of it, like you couldn't like engage with it. Not necessarily just the focus. I mean, it's not just the focus thing. It's it's I think, I, I mean, and I, and I don't have any biblical base basis for it. I just think having somebody there who knows the needs um, as well as the type of room that like you can't read a room if you're not there, you know? And I think messages get altered based on the room. A lot of times whenever there's preaching, if it's a good preacher and can read people. No, do you have any thoughts on that actually? Uh, I got, I really don't. I I don't grant grant. And I actually had a, I guess, disagreement he challenged me the other night on this, and, and I, I, it was a very fair one. I just don't care about the. I've I've heard so many sermons where I just don't like get a lot out of Sunday morning sermons anymore. Granted, I'm not saying like God, I, I try not. I don't ever want to be in a. No, I'm with you. I'm not letting God I'm speak with you. to me. I mean, I picture myself doing that so much where it's hard for me to like. I guess just prioritize it for myself listen to honestly i just care if my wife is in it that's all i care about at this point i've been in the same kind of bodice grant we were looking for a place and somewhere for easter because my wife's family was all there and she loves it like she's all about the guy there i love it there like he's I, I, I like it but she i can tell she really gets it like she really gets with it mm. and he's a big history buff kind of guy and that's what she really cares about is like she really likes hearing the historical elements of the scripture and getting all that and I could probably go just about anywhere here in Tulsa. And like I said, as long as I have the peace that the anointing of God is here and God's will is being accomplished, I'm probably going to be happy about it. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't matter. Like, the preaching style does not matter to me that much. Do you think anymore. right now that's your priority is just kind of like, I guess, was that, was that really all you were looking for? Cause I mean, and it's not a slight to you, but like, what, what are you getting out of going to church right now anyway? It gives me an opportunity to be set to have set aside time for corporate worship and being in the same room with a bunch of people. We're all of the same mind in that moment. I think if we were to ask uh, all of us a few years ago, like, what, what is the purpose? And like, and once again, I'm not trying to attack just because I was I was in this situation for a while, too. It's like, is is serve? do we all need to eventually be serving in our church? And like, what's the time period on that? Because like there's a transition period. And then when, when do you move on to serving? Cause no, I think, uh, or if I'm wrong, you can correct me, but like you've been out of kind of the game on that for a while, but like, when do you transition that? Or is that, do you, would you put any priority on that right now? Or do you like, what, what do you think? What do you think on that kind of idea? I have uh, ruminated on that a lot for myself because I think about it. Like I know the calling on my life for ministry. I know the giftings that God has given me and I do not want to be the, area in the ground kind of guy i don't but like i just did not realize how much was going to change when i got married about myself and my life and the, the trajectory i'm on i just didn't know the other side of that is my wife and making sure that all of her spiritual needs are met and that she's okay in that area so that that's like that's the main thing that matters to me right now is me and god and me and her and her and god well I'm I'm curious, Alec, what would you say like is your biggest emphasis within I mean, I know you've been at the same church for a long time, but like that's what's crazy. Hypothetically, man. if you were to search, what would be your biggest priority? That's the thing. I don't I've never had to search for a church, which is which is a thing. I got invited in one place, liked it. It's like I got invited <laughs> to one place, 
went. Somebody invited me somewhere else. I went there. And, uh, I mean, the only reason I switched churches was because we had a switch in pastor, which might, which might go into like my general answer. Uh, I, di- I oh, didn't wait. like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't like the pastor switch. Why? Because the one guy left and I felt like it was out of convenience. We took, we took somebody that was familiar to everyone, but I felt like every time he preached, he had very much like, I don't know. He was, he was very pompous, very like about self. And, um, I, I, I didn't like, like some of his aggressiveness is just like every message boiled down to like be better. And it was just like, who are you, man? Like what, what does scripture have to say about any of this? When, when do we start loving our neighbor instead of just like be a better Christian guy? And you know, I, I moved churches just cause like, I, I, cause I probably could, I, I might've tolerated it, but then I also, you know, just got, you know, more of my friends were going to the, was going to our old church. That almost might come down to it. I think I could have talked because of the other things like serving. We still had small group. Honestly, Sunday morning was just, I knew I had to go and I just went, I could have got over it, but more of our friends were going to the other church. So I left. I, that's literally it. Um, but you know, late years later, I don't know if Darian ever talked about it, but like he's gone, he left in the, out of nowhere and Darian got the mail, right? Uh, the letter. Yeah. We, we have a senior pastor. <laughs> We are not pastorless. Like he left that church in such a bad place, and it, it like that sticks with me still. That like you know, I hope I made the right decision. And when I moved to Tulsa, it was on the calling of God to say go to this church. That the only reason I'm at in Tulsa is for this church and whatever that entails. And personally, I think it's worked out pretty well. I think I've done pretty cool things while I'm there and had influence and impact. I hope. So, like, I don't know. Like, at this point, it's literally, it started with why not to, I didn't like a decision made and my friends are here to God said, go here, which inadvertently is something that, like, God said, like, all my friends were going. So I went. At this point, I think I am actually on the whole other end of you guys to saying, yo, if I walk in and they have small groups, a youth program, and a pastor that can preach pretty good, I, I, I could be suckered in no matter what. I love Craig. I could go to a life church. I have no issue with that guy on the screen. I, I could go to another church because, like, if he's go- his church is probably big because he's probably charismatic enough. Everybody's like, that's how they get you. But, like, that's how they get me. Like, I'll just go to their youth program and hang out with some kids. Like, uh, Darian says it about me, but it's true. It's like I keep my life. I'm a, I'm a simple boy. Even what Noah was saying, like, Sunday mornings, I've heard a variation of every sermon ever. Every now and then, it's like (laughs) all I'm getting is a new illustration, a new metaphor, or a new way of putting it. At the end of the day, it all boils down to watch. Are you reading your Bible? Have you asked God about this? And why aren't you serving in church? Have you tried that? I I miss the days when you listen to a sermon and you're like, what? What? Now it's just like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. If now, if someone can pull something out of a hat where they say up another, like if I learn one more interesting thing about uh, the prodigal son story that I don't know right now, hey, what the, kudos what the to you. I've learned. <laughs> You've been every character Dude, I, of the I, prodigal son. You have been the dad. I have. You have been the son that runs. <laughs> you have been the son that stays. You have been the servants. You have been the pigs. At some point, the pastor has said, you may have heard that the story that you are this character, <laughs> but you are this character. But you've heard it every single yep. way. I've heard I've been every character in that play. And you know, granted, it's all been great. I love it. I've learned a ton. If you can do anything else with that story, and I'm not saying God can't, bruh, like, please pull it out of the hat and show me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I've heard it all. Or I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot. None of y'all have heard it. I have to actively try not to be jaded. Because the Holy Spirit is still alive and well and still speaking to people and speaking through people and he can bring divine revelation to people nowadays so i think i fully disagree with that notion it's not that i'm saying i'm not gonna get nothing it's just like i don't need a guy to preach that i don't need a guy to preach to me luke 15 again for me to get an i I can but noah you need to you need to noah you need to get over it you're not the one that he's preaching to. You're part of the 99 at this point. The preacher is preaching to the one that is coming okay, to okay. the church for the first time. Let me jump in from I'm my boy. Let me jump in a. from my boy. Because okay. my boy Noah would be saying stuff. My boy be saying stuff and it comes off differently. Okay. Okay. 
he's not saying that he ain't gonna go somewhere because he doesn't get something from the pastor. He's just saying when he listens, it's not like he's getting something. That's why he doesn't put an emphasis on preaching. Okay, I see what you're saying now. My bad. Yeah, I just I like I said earlier, like I care. Like my wife does have more preference that way, and I ca- I'm gonna care to make sure that that's prioritized as opposed to me. Like I just don't have a preference. No, it's like. Now, if they're baseline good, that's good enough for me. Now, if they're bad, like straight up, they're bad. Yeah. I, I really might have to move on. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like they don't, they don't have to be great. They don't, they just have to be baseline. I can agree with that. Good enough. And I'm like, is everything? If everything <laughs> else is good, let's do it. Now, if they're just now, if they like have a scripted, I read like this, and I'm, I'm old, like, <laughs> and I'm like bad old because there's cool old and there's bad old. Um, I'm down, like with the with the pastor. The only difference between no, like a good preacher and like an amazing preacher is like two or three Instagram clips. Like that's it. Like as far as like content that you're getting, <laughs> it's like two or three Instagram clips. But like other than that, it's you know what I mean. It's the same Bible. Like I love my pastor now, and I think he's gotten so much better. He's so good now. But like he wasn't as good five years ago. But also, like, and I think he would tell you that. Otherwise, people would be like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" Um. But like, I'll go if I go home on Sunday, go to church with Clarence. I feel pretty good every time I go there. You know, I've never been like, I also don't leave like, man, my heart. Let's go take on the week. I'm just like, thanks, God. I enjoyed that. And I move on. And, and I agree. I, I don't think, I mean, messages don't affect me like they used to. I'm just saying it is something very important because you, you are inviting people to church with you, theoretically, or you should be. You should be getting people to church. You should be getting people under that umbrella and and as you guys were talking i mean i literally like a message that stuck with me from the old 180 days uh josh mayo preached a message uh uh it was it was about having a prepared heart and um i can't even i can't remember the exact verse that it references uh but essentially what it talks about is like having a prepared heart like when i was 16 years old and the pastor on sunday was preaching about uh, marriage and finances, those things didn't necessarily stick out to me at the time. But if you can listen, like maybe it's one nugget, maybe it's one sentence, maybe it's one thing that the Holy Spirit uses a message to speak to you, it still can. And that's really stuck with me. And even if it's a message that I've heard before, one, like like Clarence said, it's, it, it wasn't for me, but that doesn't mean that God can't use it to speak to me. That is true. There's I'm thinking like just in that there's one marriage thing that I heard when I was like six, 17 or 18 from a guy. And I, it stuck to me this day. It's that you can't, he's talking about marriage and relationships. And he said, you can never go back. You can only move forward. I don't know. That's always stuck to me for some reason, but you're not wrong. Yeah. And it might be literally the like tithing message. I don't know. I just trust that God's going to give me something to chew on for the week. It, it, and it's like every time I've been at the church I'm supposed to be at, it's panned out. So, and that's just how me and God work. So this is a sidebar. Though. I'm gonna be honest. Like we're very faithful with our finances, but if I hear another iteration of that boy from Texas giving message, I'm going to pull my hair off. What's his name? Robert, the, Morris? The, Robert if I hear another variation of that man's message, I'm going to rip my head off. What's the, what's like, his message? <laughs> Just the tithing message. Well, you guys like the blessed life. Yeah, but I don't know what you're like. Wait, directly that's is that re- Rick Warren? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't what, know. Are you referring what are you referring to? Robert Morris, his tithing message. I feel like everyone gives that message. Which is if you don't know what? what I'm talking about. Look it up. I I really can't remember it. Like to be honest, but it's very like step one, step two, step three type of tithing thing. It's like a two or three part message, and like pe- pastors will just regurgitate it. I mean, I get it. If you're not tithing, um, you need to tithe. Listen to the message. Um, I don't know. It drives me nuts. Anyways, I think um, I think it can get really blessed. easy <laughs> to get cynical or critical. Because uh, I myself do it. Like as we were attending churches, I would like kind of put everything under a microscope and be very critical. And I kind of had to have a heart check on that. Um, so that's like that's something that I had to work through. And like, yeah, no church is perfect if it claims to be a perfect church you should not go there is i would like the confidence that's though good. If they said their church was perfect i would appreciate the confidence 
Yeah, I, I, I gotta investigate that. If like Jasper said that from stage, I would be like, "All right, I'm with it." Bunch of false prophets up You've in there. You've got my. You have my interest. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, elaborate. <laughs> let me see. Let me let me step into a boardroom meeting really quick, and I'll make a decision. <laughs> well, last thing, and uh, it's it's not really that. It's not as related, but it just occurred to me. How would you feel about a church that? regularly rotated the speakers if it was like say it was like three guys that spoke and they switched every week but it was the same three i i've been to a church like that i didn't mind it like i mean yes the pastor is important but it's not the end all be all sometimes mm-hmm. it's the community and the pastor is important but it's not oh, that important I'd... and i think if the pastor thinks he's that important then there's going to be issues down the line i've seen that play out before i think it's cool when people um do that when churches do that because it shows yeah. um that the pastor isn't like their uh, i guess marketing point you know what i mean like certain churches have pastors that are so good to where like he might not ever be able to take a week off or people might start losing losing the church you know what i mean um leaving the church um but i mean if a pastor is willing to step down for a couple of weeks and let other people take a stab at it and i think it shows that you know the church is the focus and not necessarily one um attraction Clarence, how often do y'all rotate? Every other week, really. Yeah, I like it. I like it when we do it because uh, I heard this quote actually a couple of weeks ago, and it really stuck to me. It's like a pastor's job is to be like a shepherd. They pastor the church. They're not they they can preach, but there's preachers also, I believe. And I think the pastor, if they're focusing really on the pastoring of the church, taking care of them, doing uh, local mission stuff, taking care of the city. Uh, taking care of the youth, the next generation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, taking funeral calls and keeping up with people's names. Uh, I say our pastor does very good uh, with knowing the church, knowing the people of the church. He does very good at that. Like he pastors, he shepherds the church very well. And I would say that um, he is very uh, aware that, hey, we, hey, our team, we got some preachers here and they can preach. You know, and I, I, I like it. I love it actually, because uh, it opens it up for them to grow even too. You know, so they're not even just being boxed in either. Like, oh man, I got no preaching tech. You know, no. Like our pastor sees that in them and knows that they have a calling and purpose in that. And he's like, hey, let's do it. If we can make harvest <laughs> our church better here at harvest time, then let's do it. I wasn't gonna <laughs> say the right. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know how to like balance. <laughs> do we just be college? I feel like you've it's said okay. harvest time enough. You're the one that's allowed to say. Yeah. Uh, I'll say anyways. my church. Church on the move. Church on the move. Church on the move. Oh god. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I love how we do it though. I really do. And I think that it honestly switches a little bit of perspective. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love when I hear Pastor Darren preaches because he preaches completely than uh, Pastor Aaron or Pastor Chad. You know what I'm saying? And they all three bring something different to the table. So it's something fresh and new each week. I feel like. I, even I though I heard really... the same, even though I heard the same message before. It's nice hearing it. He's really on that. <laughs> I, I think that's really well said. I and I, I agree. And it's every pastor has different gifts and different emphasis. Like, uh, I mean, some of us are called to be preachers, some teachers, some people are called to heal the sick and minister uh, to the poor. I mean, everybody has different emphasis, and you can hear that come out uh, whenever whenever the pastor is on stage. And there are some that I get more out of than others. But the good thing is, there's a lot of different people in a church body that are gonna hear different things from different pastors and i think that rotation like you're saying actually really helps so because it caters to different people i'll tell you something on me just so y'all can maybe understand me a little better too what y'all are talking about for your pastor in the preaching that's honestly just listening to y'all that's what i look for but in worship like that's the thing i'm looking for like someone that you know not just a person but like everybody up there being able to operate they flow together and this might just sound kind of hippie, weird, but I mean, God will speak to me equally in a dude preaching, a guy singing a lyric, or just a drum break that's just like, man, like, I don't know, but that is just really connected me with the Lord right now, the way that man just hit that fill. Like, dang, that was awesome. I'm in it. Like, I just, that's what I look for in worship, uh, just for space and opportunity, and I Maybe it's just one lyric that gets said. Maybe it's something that gets repeated. 
that downloads a lot into me that that gets that's when i start getting the revelation and the reminders and all the things the holy spirit wants to a lot of it comes to me through that avenue if that makes sense just uh yeah they definitely went more into what's up no, I, I can't i can't i'm going noah i can't <laughs> uh, <laughs> worship we're not worshiping the song we're worshiping god <laughs> like you can hear it through the song yeah. you can hear it through the song but are you like worshiping God and praising him or are you praising the song? Cause right now when you said, Oh yeah, that guitar string, are you like, are you in a concert, my boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I'm no, there, like, but you can't, I'm a musician. It, yes. I played the trumpet. So it's not like I'm a play guitar. It's not cool, but music really gets me when it's spirit filled. Like it really, one of my all time favorite moments I've ever in my life had with God and experiencing his presence was a song with a saxophone solo that went on for a really long time. Wait, I, I, I like what you said. I like what you it. said earlier. You said spirit filled. So you're saying you need more spirit into the song. So it's not so much of a concert. You need the whole. Yeah, spirit I'm not trying to go for it. Yeah, like uh, that's why I like spontaneous okay. stuff when they just kind of flow and how it's jazzy. And it's like there might be no lyrics for a solid five minutes but god's presence is there and speaking to me and i'm worshiping him and i'm just kind of hitting like a side to side little like thing and i'm having a good time okay like, i just i feel it I'm, i got you now i don't know i, no, think, you're good. I think he's just stating his like, preferences versus like actually his theology Clarence is saying, yeah. what, what's the point of preference yeah, see, I'm, I'm how I think about, I was saying this to Grant and Noah the other night, like, I feel like an old man when I say stuff like this, but like, it's getting to the point now where like a new worship song will come out and I'm just like, okay, like, that's a cool <laughs> lyric, like, that's fine, but like, it's about God, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know, it's like, like a catchy lyric or something and it's like about God, you know, like one of my favorite worship songs is just like, our God is an awesome God. That's the only phrase and the only worship like song. So like I was saying, like to me, I get a lot more worship from just being like, oh, thank you, God, for this. Or like, thank you, God, for that. Or at night, like expressing gratitude. But like as far as worship in a church goes, especially like whatever the newest hill song or Bethel or whatever it is. And it's just like super catchy and like a, a really cool bridge and like super emotionally driven song, you know, like I don't care for that stuff. And it's not like. I'm saying that they shouldn't do it, but I'm just like, as far as me, like when I read the lyrics on the screen, I'm like, I don't know that I'm communicating how I feel about God because like I'm limited to these lyrics, if that makes right. sense. I use what I'm agreeing with you. I use worship as a time for me. That's when I'm worshiping God. It doesn't matter like what lyrics, like maybe I'll hear a lyric. I'm like, oh, that's a like God's an awesome God. I'm like, yes, I agree. God's an awesome God. God, thank you so much for doing everything <laughs> in my life in these moments, like everything that's going on, you know? That's the moments that I'm like, I can praise, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm there, and I'm like, I can take a moment and breathe a little bit. Like, the world's not around me, claustrophobing me. It's just, I'm hearing this music, and I'm hearing God, like, through this, you know, and I'm just praising him in these moments, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes yeah. a lot of us Christians, we go to a new church, we're like, oh, that singer sucks. And, but I think we forget, it's like, okay, we're not here for the singer. You know what I'm saying? Now, does it make it better? Yes, I agree. It makes it better. I would rather hear uh, someone else that can actually sing than me singing a worship song. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, but I, I just, we cannot forget the main part of worship is to worship God and not just for the band. Y'all ever been in a spontaneous worship session where they can't sing? No. It happened to me to when I was in Bible not. school and... Uh, I'm gonna be honest. You can't get into it, man. As much as I just talked about the songs <laughs> and the lyrics, you can't get into it. You really can't. I'm sorry. The the only time I've had any like issue, I think, with worship in that regard is is like whenever I don't remember what the song's even called, but the line was "You keep on getting better," and I just had to think about. It. I was like, "Huh? Does God keep getting better, or do I just keep getting closer to God?" Cause I just got so thrown off. I was like, "I don't like this song," and they sing it every week now, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't think this is theologically sound. So stuff like that it's sometimes theologically make me... sound. You can't get too hung up on that kind of stuff. Now, there's some stuff you have to get hung up on, but that I might be like it wasn't like a, a big thing, but it's just like I don't know that I agree with that, and it made me think about it. It's not like oh, this is wrong or anything. It's just like oh, it just made me so think it's twice. Like it, it, 
It kind of caught you. Yeah, I got same, it's the same thing on pastors and worship. I'm saying it. I like. I, I feel like mm-hmm. if uh, their baseline good as a worship team, I'm good. Because <laughs> like, I've been to very <laughs> simple worship. I've I've been in the acoustics because we've had groups out at camp, and I've had to just listen to acoustic. I'm like ah. Actually, not acoustic, not instrumental. So, yeah, just, ah, look at this. And I've been like, this ain't the vibe. I've been in the <laughs> dancey, tr- you know, I've been at dancing churches where the dance move is just the old man in a in a suit bouncing back and forth on his legs. And that's the dance move. But, you know, he's like really bouncing. Like, you know, and then I've been uh-huh. in, a, I, I go to a mega church who's like, me- first thing they try to sell you on 100%. And we've gotten better at it. But, like, first thing they try to sell you on, the worship and i'm like i I say this i'm like yeah worship's pretty good like i'll even say worship is up there but at the same time i'm also like kind of kind of like numb to it i'm like yeah like it's worship i'm used to it it's good now every now and then i'm like ah man now they do really good uh i think i almost say worship actually now that i'm saying that worship is almost more maker i can feel like it can make or break more for me but once again it goes back to clarence's thing like what's it all about but i think it is the ability their ability also is one to it it their their talent is is the bridge to get into that spiritual atmosphere is the one to introduce it because at the end of the day like yeah it's about god but if we're being led if we're being open you know we're, we're gonna entrust the gatekeepers to anything with high security we're gonna entrust them with high loyalty and so in, in a sense that's what their talent is for their talent is a bridge to get to where we want to go it helps you get your heart in the place to receive because you're putting everything back into the right perspective and just even when you listen to normal music there there is good song at the end of the day i think your favorite songs what can you do it's secular secular music even it's just like you just throw it on and you can zone out and you can do whatever and in a in the same way almost when you listen to good worship you're transported you are put into that state you're put in the mind and some people might say this is this is uh emotional manipulation at the same time you know they are you know are they posturing our hearts for us and making it feel emotional so that we feel god that's a that's another topic of the day for a whole different thing uh we talk about worship next time um but yeah i i think there's an ability there so and i think this all trickles down is like you know what, what makes a good kids classroom, a good kids speaker and good kids worship What makes a good youth program, good youth worship, a good youth pastor. I don't know. You know? Well, I think it's the anointing, bro. It just depends I on where your heart is anointing. at. And then that goes back to the whole like <laughs> anointing. The thing about David a lot is when you have that kind of ability to you just do you and God are doing the right thing at the right time and it works. I don't know. I think of David in the Bible. That man just did stuff, and stuff happened, and God was with him. All right, well, he had the anointing. We did a lot. We talked a lot. It went it went longer yeah. than I thought. So I'm gonna get us out of here. It's getting late. We're all back and this time. I would like, yeah. I, I guess we that's are. what happens. You add somebody, and they want to add 15 <laughs> to 20 minutes of content, depending who they are. Um, but maybe it just multiplies. Maybe it does not depend on the person. Just dependent on the factors of people there. But hey. Uh, I'm going to get everybody out of here. Thank you so much for listening to the Momentum Pod. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on social media at Casually Spiritual on Instagram. This is a CSP on Twitter and on Facebook, the Casually Spiritual Network. Uh, if you're listening to this and you listen to Chili Chat, be prepared for one of our next episodes. We have a big announcement coming. And after that, please leave a review and share this with somebody, a friend. It helps us get the name out. helps us grow bigger. motivate us. Darian, why should they share and review? Um, you know what I'm saying? It's a great podcast. Um, something nice to listen to. You know what I mean? If you're looking to uh, hear the perspective of um, five twenty-somethings who really haven't lived that much life and gone through that much, um, hear what we think about things, then it's a great time for you to listen to that. Uh, you might laugh. You might cry. Um, you might be happy. You might get sad. You never know what you're gonna get. So or annoyed. Go man. ahead and click that. Hey, shut up, bro. Hey, go ahead and follow that uh, <laughs> like subscribe button send it to your friend send it to your boss um you might get a promotion because i might Angel listen Mama. to it right before the meeting so yes sir. thanks darian thanks clarence well i'm gonna get us all out of here uh my name is alec actually no clarence send us out all right and it is the final buzzer ringing right now for us uh staying it's time to go <laughs> home uh 
we did in fact take the L on today's game. Uh Alec. Oh no. Darian. Sound off. Uh here. <laughs> uh Grant. Sound off. Present. Noah. Hello there. Alec. Yo. Clarence. Hello. And this has been the casually spiritual program that presented by Momentum Pod. <laughs> I I don't get it. What? Momentum Pod. Bye. Have a nice day.